We begin the Gemara today on the last Mishnah, on the last line, and of Mem Amid Aleph. A person that does chalitza for his yivama, who he is prohibited of having any relations with her relatives. Now this is similar to the halacha that it is by a person that divorces his wife. So a grusha, a person's aset or different relatives, like the Torah says. The Mishnah here will soon bring bring which relatives are speaking about, and so chachamu gezer. That just like by a grusha, that Allah applies, similar by a chalutza, and vihi asura bekreiva, and she will be prohibited with having relations with his relatives. So now, what relatives are we speaking about? So the mission explains who also he will be asur beima with her mother beima with her grandmother beimavia with her grandmother's father's mother bebita her daughter bebaspita her granddaughter bebaspana her granddaughter when it's his son daughter his son's daughter. And her sister. Now, regarding the last one that it says here, that he's also to marry her sister, that's only as long as she is alive. That's regarding a wife's sister, that the Isr of a wife's sister is only as long as your wife is alive. So that's the Isturim that he is also with the, the, these following women that are her relatives. So, however, this is only Isser for the act for the brother himself that did the chalitza. So, the chalitza he will be Usr with her relatives, but the other brothers that did not do the chalitza, they are going to be mutter with all of her relatives. So, the point of here is that only the brother that did the chalitza, she's considered to be a chalitza for him. The other brothers, we don't say that for them as well. She is a chalutza to them because the brother that did the chalitza did it in their place. No, he didn't do it in their place. They have nothing to do with this chalitza. So that's when he gave it to her relatives. Now the Mishnah says that she is Asr and in his relatives, Vihi Asura, and she is going to be Asr, but Aviv in having any relations with his father, Ubavi Aviv and his grandfather, Ubibnai. His son, Ubeven Benoi, his grandson, Ba'achiv, his brother, Ubeven Achiv, and the son of his brother. So Rashi points out over here how each one of them are Arayas, and therefore it's Asa for her. And Rashi actually says that some of these are not Arayas Menateira, some of these are Shniyas. For example, Ben Benoi is not an Erva Menateira. Ben Benoi, which would mean that she is the wife. Of uh, that, that uh, she's also because of Aishas Avi Aviv, that's only from the Shniyas of Arayas, which the Gemara will discuss right over here now why that is Asr. Now the Mishnah finishes off. A person is allowed to the relative of the second wife of the Chalutza. So, in other words, the Mishnah just said the relatives of the Chalutza are Asr. But the relatives of the second wife of the chalutza, to that she is, he, he is allowed. Now the Mishnah says another thing though, but the Osir, he will be Osir to Bitsaras Kreves Chalutza Which means you have a relative of the chalutza, and then that relative of the chalutza, let's say a sister. A sister of the chalutza. And that sister of the chalutza is married to somebody, and there's a second wife as well. And so he's Osir to that second wife of the relative of your chalutza. Now, this is a very interesting Isser. Obviously, this is not an Isser Minatayra. There's no reason to Asser, the second wife of a relative of a Chalutza. The Gemara will explain that what, what the reason for this Isser is. It's Exeter Midrabana, as we'll see. 
Okay. Zakta Gemara Ibayelahu, we're on Dafmem Amid base. Ibayelahu, so the question here was asked about the Pshat and the Mishnah. So the Mishnah here is speaking about Agzeira Midrabanon to Aser Echalutza. So the question is, Gazru Shniya is Bechalutza, Eloi. When Chachamim made this Gzeira, that you're not allowed to get married to any of the relatives of the Chalutza, similar to a Grusha, does that mean even those relatives that are Shniyas, that are not Asam and Atayra, but are Asam and Rabbanon? That's also Asr? Oi, Bechalutza, Le Gazru Rabbanon Shniyas. Or maybe Chachamim would not Gezer, again, just a second, Again, I skipped something over here. Be'erve de'oiraise, gozru buhu rabbanon. Do I say that when it comes to the Isra Arais menateire, a real relative menateire, over here, chachamon wo geyzer, ta'aser, achalutza, on these relatives, but shniyais. Be'chalutza, loy gozru rabbanon, but when it comes to the shniyais, chachamon wo not geyzer. Or perhaps there's no difference, and Chachamim will geyser, the gzeda of a chalutza, that you're not allowed to have any relations with her relatives, that means both the surim the ervim and and it includes the ervim as well. It's sort of going to be like a double isim The whole isim of getting married to a chalutza is isim The question is whether Chachamim included in that all the arayis that are involved, not only the arayis menatayda, but even the arayis menatayda as well. Toshima, so the Gemara brings from what it says in the Mishnah. Hu aser bi'ima, that the, the, the yavam that did the chalitze is not allowed to have any relations with her mother. Ube'eim ima, and then it says also with the grandmother. Ve'ilu aim aim ima, but now a generation further, which is the great-grandmother, Loikatani. It doesn't mention that in the Mishnah. The great-grandmother is one of the cases which Chachamim asked Midrabanon. And it doesn't say it in the Mishnah. <coughs> so the fact that the Mishnah skips this seems to indicate that there is no Isr regarding your Chalutza when it comes to Shniyas. Says the Gemara, no, it's not a raya. Dil mahainu taime, perhaps the reason why it doesn't mention the great grandmother, the Loitani, it doesn't say it. Mishum de Kabayel Misni since the Mishnah says after this, the Ho'achin Mutarin, that any of the brothers that they did not do the Chalitza, for them she is Mutter, so therefore it does not want to say the great grandmother. Why? Because Vi'itana, aim, aim, ima, if it would mention the great grandmother, then Havamina would think to say, that when it says that for the brothers that did not do chalitza, they would be mutter, it's only referring to the great great the, the, the great grandmother. Once great. Yeah, they would be only be mutter to the great grandmother. Why? Because these brothers did not do any chalitza. They had a certain connection to this woman, a zika, but they never did chalitza. So therefore, they would be mutter to the great grandmother. There's no isr of the shniyas of midrabanon. Aval But I would think. That even the other brothers that did not do chalitza, but just because they were once connected to her, because there was a zika to them before the chalitza was done, so maybe the isurim of arayis menatayde, which is a mother or emima or the grandmother, avol beemima or beima, the grandmother or the mother loy over there, this heter for the brothers does not apply, and the brothers will be usher to the mother and the grandmother. So therefore, I did not want to mention the great-grandmother, so it should be clear that when it says that the brothers are mutter, the brothers are totally mutter, even for the, even for the grandmother and for the mother as well. And like I pointed out before when I read the Mishnah, that the point is, the brothers have nothing to do with this chalitza. The brother that did the chalitza, for him, she is a chalitza. 
For the other brothers, she's not a chalutza at all. Because the brother that did the chalitza did not do it in their shlichus. It's not, it's a chalitza that has nothing to do with them. In fact, the Gemara, the Gemara does not accept this answer. Velisni, aim, aim, ima. Why does it not say the great-grandmother here? That the brother that did the chalitza is also to the great-grandmother. Now you're concerned that we'll make a mistake when it comes to understanding what it means that the brothers that did not do chalitza are mutter. So let the Mishnah spell it out clearly. Velisni, let the Mishnah say, ho'achin mutarin bekulon. That when it comes to the brother that did not do chalitza, is the survey will be mutter bekulon. With all of the cases that I mentioned in the Mishnah, it just has to add this one word, Bekulon, to clarify that the brothers are mutter with everybody. So why could the Mishnah not say that? Kashya. So that remains a question. The Gemara does not answer this. Toshamas. Again, the Gemara brings another raya. We're trying to figure out if the Isser that Chachamim made for a Chalutza, the woman that he did Chalitza for, is that only for the Arayis Menatayde, or even for the Arayis Menatayde, for Shniyas. So the Gemara brings a raya. It says in the Mishnah, He has Surah Ba'aviv. She will be us at our relations with his, the, Chalut, the, 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 the Yavam's father, with his grandfather. So, Katani Mies Aviyavav. So, it mentions here that she can't have any relations with the grandfather. Now, why can't she have any relations with the grandfather? My love, Mishum Chaylitz. Don't you think the reason is because of the fact that this is the grandfather of the person that did the Chalitza? The Havyullah Kalas Benoit. And therefore, who is she? She is the daughter-in-law of his son, which is only an Isser of Erve Midrabana. This is one of the Shniyas. Menatayre, the Erve is only a daughter-in-law, not a daughter-in-law of your son. So over here we see clearly, the Mishnah is mentioning the case of Avi Aviv, which is only a Gzayde Midrabana. So doesn't that prove clearly that there's an Isser of Shniyas? Says the Gemara, Eloi, that's not the reason. The reason she'll be Usher to the Chalutz's grandfather is also Mishumisne, because at the same time, that it's the grandfather of the one that did chalitza for her. It's also the grandfather of the brother that she was his wife that passed away. The Havilah Kalas Benoi. So therefore, over here, she is the daughter-in-law of his son. And, of, and what the Gemara means over here is that she's not just a daughter-in-law by being a chalitza. And she never really got married to him. She's a re- literally a daughter-in-law. She was actually married to, this, to the first brother, which was, she was really a daughter-in-law of the son. And therefore, over there... The Isser of Midrabanan applies because she was a real wife. And over there, the Shniyas Midrabanan applies. It's not, we're not talking about a Chalutza. There she was actually a wife. So it's not a Raya. Now this is an answer the Gemara is going to repeat a few times over here again. That even though it might seem like this is an Isser that's only because of the person that did Chalitza for her. But at the same time, it could also be the Isser because of the fact that she was really the wife of the brother that passed away. Toshima, the next thing it said in the Mishnah was, She's not allowed to have any relations with the grandson of the one that did Chalitza for her. My love, don't you think the reason is, Mishum Chalitz, that the Isid is, because this is the grandson of the one that did Chalitza for her. The Havila Eishas Aviyaviv. And for him, for this grandson, who is she? She is the wife, we consider her to be the wife of his grandfather. So that's also only a Isser of Erva Midrabanan. So I see over here that this Isser of Arayas for the Chalutza applies even for the Isser Erev Medaravana. So again, the Gemara says the same answer. The reason why she's also with the grandson of the one that did Chalitza for her is not because of the one that did Chalitza. It's because of the brother that she was fully married to, that she was really married to. And then what is she for, for, uh, for him? 
So now for this grandson of the Cholot, or really the, 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 the grandson of the Cholot, which is the brother of the one that she was married to, so she's going to be the wife of the brother of the father's father. In other words, this is the, uh, the wife of a great uncle. And a wife of a great uncle is Osataka only Medirabanon, but because she was fully married to the, the brother that passed away, so over there, the Isser of Shniyas Medirabanon definitely applies. Our only, again, our only question is, to the Isser of Shniya is regarding a Chalutza. But over here, the Isser is not because of the Chalutza. The Isser is because she was a wife. She was a wife of the brother that passed away. So therefore, there's the Isser of Shniyas that applies to Achi Avi Aviv. Says the Gemara, but that, that's not so clear. We once learned about this in the Sugi before that spoke about all of the Shniyas. And this was a case that there was a machlekes about. We learned before. He says that the wife of a of the of a great uncle basically is mutter. There is no uh, even isamidarabbanon for this. So how could you say that's the pshat in the Mishnah? So the Gemara answers and says, according to Ameima, you have to read the Mishnah differently. Ameima says when it says in the Mishnah. The, the son and the grandson, you know, look back in the Lashon of the Mishnah. So it says that she's Osir, Lashon of the Mishnah over here is, that she's Osir Ba'oviv, Ubaviyoviv, the grandfather, then it says Bibnoi, Bibembenoi. So how did we learn the Pshat of the Mishnah till now? When it said the son and the grandson, it meant the son of the Cholots and the grandson of the Cholots. One that the Chalitza, his grandson. But now the Gemara is saying, no, Amemis says, when it says the son and the grandson, it doesn't mean the son and the grandson of the one that did Chalitza, it means the son and the grandson of the father of the one that did Chalitza. Since it just spoke before about the father, it means the son of that father, which is basically the brother of the one that did Chalitza, or the grandson, which means the nephew of the one that did Chalitza. That's what it means. And over there, it's not, over there, it's not Osam de Rabbana. That's like a, that's a Erva Menatayra. Says the Gemara, Ihochi, if that's the case, that we're talking about the son of the Cholot's father, or the grandson of the Cholot's father, Haino Achiv Uben Achiv. That would be exactly the same as what the Mishnah says right afterwards, that she's not allowed to have relations to the brother. The brother is the son of the father's of the Cholot's, or Ben Achiv. Ben Achiv is the grandson of the father of the Cholot's. So the Mishnah clearly says this afterwards, Achiv and Ben Achiv. Now the Issa to have relations to the brother is, is not really a, uh, the, the, uh, the regular erva that we usually have, but it's actually something we learned before, which is that once you do chalitza for a woman, the other brothers have a lav of lo yibane, that they're not allowed to have, they're not allowed to go and have any relations with her. So that's the brother, or the, the son of the brother. So she, she's a achi aviv. So, so that, the Mishnah clearly mentioned that afterwards. So why does it have to say it again here, according to this pshat? Says the Gemara, it says it twice for the following reason. It's mentioning the brother when it's a brother that they share the same father. And it says again a brother to say that even a brother that you share the same mother is also going to be Yasser. And Rashi points out that the, Mishnah, the Gemara here means that it's going to be Yasser because, not because of the Cholots, not because it's a brother that shares the same mother because of the Chalitza, but because of the brother that she was fully married to that passed away. Because otherwise, this would again only be a shniyos. It would be a rabbanon for the chalutz, which is our, our whole discussion over here. Okay, the Gemara brings now another raya from a brayso to this question: Did chachamim make a for shniyos when it comes to the chalutza? said arba So we have four over here that their relation. 
to the Cholotz as a relation that min this would be Yasser. Va'aba medivri seifrim. And there are four of these relations that their relation is only midirabbana. What are the ones that are minatayre? Av, a father, benoi, son, achiv, a brother. The brother again is this iser of loyi bane, that once one brother does chalitze, the other ones are not allowed to have relations with her. Uben achiv, and also ben achiv, which is also erve minatayre. These are all arayas minatayre. But then, avi aviv, the grandfather, avi imoy, the grandfather from the mother's father. Ben Benoi, grandson, Ben Bittoi, again a grandson from the daughter, Midivrei Seifrim. These are all relations that are made that are bona. So the Gemara says, Katani Mia, so it clearly mentions here, Avi Aviv, that one of the Arayas of Chacham Wagaizi here for the Chalutza is a grandfather, and that is an erve that's only made that So again, the Gemara says the same, like it said before, My love, Mishum Chaylitz. Don't you think that this erve here is Aser because of this Chaylitz? And even for the Chaylitz, we Aser an erve made this is a daughter-in-law of a son. And only a son that did chalitza. Not, not a son that was fully married to her ever. Says the Gemara again, like we said before, loy mishum misna. The reason why she's also to the grandfather is not because she was married. Again, not because of the chalitza to the grandson, but rather because she was fully married to the other grandson, to the brother that she was before married to. To him, she's literally, she was fully married to that son. Again, the Gemara goes through the same question and answer regarding what it said afterwards here. Toshima, what did Rabbi here mention afterwards? Avi Imoy, a grandfather when it's your mother's father. My love, Mishum Again, don't you think that the reason why Chachamim asked this, which is only a ervam the Rabbanon, is because of the Chalitza? So we see that even for Chalitza, there's a Isra of Arais Medir Rabbanon. Kalas Bitoi. It's your daughter's grand, uh, uh, daughter's daughter-in-law. Says the Gemara again, Loi Mishum The Isra is because she was married to the brother. Avila Kalas Bitoi, and therefore she is the daughter-in-law of 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 the, of the daughter. Toshema, what did Rabbi say afterwards? Ben Benoi, that she's also to get married to the grandson. Again, my love, Mishum Chaylitz. Don't you think that she's also to get married to the grandson of the Chaylitz, which is only a erve midrabanan, the Havila Eishes Avi Aviv. So who is she? She is the wife of the grandfather for this grandson of the Chaylitz. And this is only a erve midrabanan. Again, the Gemara answers, Loi Mishum Misna. Reason why she's Aser is not because of the Chaylitz, but because of the brother of the Chaylitz that she was fully married to, the Havila Eishes Achi Avi Aviv. Like we said before, that she is a wife of a brother of the grandfather. Basically, a, a great aunt or a great uncle, the wife of the great uncle. That's the reason why this is Aser, not, nothing to do with the Chaylitz. It's Shni is Midrabanon for the brother that she was fully married to. But again, the Gemara says the same like it said before. Doesn't Amemer say that in such a case there is no him? He wasn't guys in such a case for a wife of a great uncle. Says the Gemara, you're right. According to Amemer, you're going to have to say that the Isra over here is only because of her being the wife of the Chaylitz. So she's Eishes Avi Aviv. And the Kasavar and Amemer Taka holds, according to Amemer, we could prove that he holds Gazru Shniyaz Bechalutza. That Chachamim wore Geyser, the Isra of Ervim Adarabanan, for Echalutza. So here the Gemara asked a similar question before. And before the Gemara changed the Pshat of when it says uh, the Lashon of Ben Benoi. That Ben Benoi does not mean the grandson of the Cholutz. Ben Benoi means the grandson of the father of the Cholutz. 
in the context of the Mishnah, that answer the Gemara gave before fits. In the context of this Braise, it does not fit, because here Abchiyah is talking about the ones that are Asamid awesome Rabbanon. He's clearly spelling out, these are the four that are Asamid awesome Rabbanon. So if the Gemara would try to give the same shot of the Mishnah, that it's talking about a grandson of the father, that's Asamid Atayre. So therefore, over here, the Gemara can't give that answer. So therefore, the Gemara says, we can prove according to Ameimer that Chachamim wore geyser, the Shniyais, even for a Chalutza. Now the Gemara will prove it even according to the other opinion that disagrees with Ameimer. Toshamah. So the other thing that Rabchia mentioned was, that she's also to have relations with the son of the daughter of the Chalutz. So my love, Mishum Chalutz, don't you think that this is the son of the daughter of the Chalutz? So who is she? She is the wife of Avi Imoy. And, and that is only an Arab with Rabbanan. As says the Gemara, the Gemara tries to answer, Loi Mishum Misne. Maybe over here as well, she's only also to him because she was married to the brother. She was fully married to the one that passed away. And how, who is she to him? The Havilah, Eishes, Achi, Avi, Imoy. So she's going to be the wife of the brother, of the father, of the mother. Okay, that's some kind of a, a, great, a great uncle, the, the wife of, of a great uncle here. But the Gemara says on this, this, this is not a good answer at all. For Hagabe Shniyes the Erve, this is not one of the Shniyes. Even with the Rabbana, this is not a relation which is at all Aser. So how could you say that she would be Aser because of the Misna, because of the one that passed away? So therefore here, the Gemara concedes and says, you're right, El Alav Mishum Chaylitz. Over here, she's only Aser to the son of the, of the daughter of the Chaylitz, which is the Erevim of the Rabbanon, Ushma So this proves the point. Gazru Shniyes Bachalutza, Chachamim War Geyser, the Isram of the Rabbanon of Shniyes, even for a Chalutza, which is the whole thing is the Isram of the Rabbanon, Shma This is a clear raya for this. Okay, going back to the next part of the Mishnah, it said in the Mishnah, Mutter Adam Bekreivas Tzaras Chalutzasai. That even though we just said that a person is not allowed to have any relations with the relative of a Chalutza, but a person is allowed to have relations with the relatives of the second wife of the Chalutza. Omar Rav Tovi Barkisna. So the Gemara first starts with a statement. Rav Tovi Barkisna said, Omar Shmuel, in the name of Shmuel. Haba al Tzadah's Chalutza. If a person has relations with the Tzadah, the second wife of the Chalutza. So as the Halacha always is, whenever there's the mitzvah of Yibim Chalitza, you only do Chalitza to one woman, and then the second one you don't have to do Chalitza for. But he went and had relations with that Chalutza. Havlad Mamzer. The child born is going to be mamza. You would just over on an isa erved that is kodes for this. Why is that kodes for this? So my timer. What's the reason for what Shmuel said? So he says be isura kaima. The original iser, which is aishas achiv. If not for the mitzvah of yibum, so she is the brother's wife. Then there's an iser of erva of kodes menatayda. So that original iser is in place. That brother, that wife, that is that you did the mitzvah chalitza for. So since you did the mitzvah of chalitza, so that iser of Eishis Acher that is kodesh for is removed. And now, the only iser that there is, we once learned about this before, there's the iser of lo yibonet. There's a love that he's not allowed to go and marry her. But for the, bro- for the do- wife that is, that he did not do chalitza for, the original iser of Eishis Achiv, which is kodesh, still applies. And if you have relations with her, the child is a mamzer. That's Shmuel's opinion. So now, what's the basis of Shmuel's opinion? The basis of Shmuel's opinion is that when you do chalitza for one wife, that chalitza you did for her has nothing to do with the other wife. The other wife is out of the picture. 
I did chalitza for her. The other one is not involved in this at all. Again, going back to one of the points that I said before, benigayah to the brothers. When one brother does chalitza, is that brother doing chalitza, b'shlichis the other brothers? So we said no. The Mishnah before said, v'ha'achem one brother does chalitza, the other brothers have nothing to do with this. Similar over here, the basis of Shmuel's opinion is, the one that I did chalitza for, so for her chalitza was done. We don't say that this wife is doing the chalitza b'shlichus the other wives. So therefore the other wives are out of this altogether, and for them, the Isra of Eishas Achis still remains in place. So now the Gemara is going to try to bring a raya from our Mishnah. We see this from what it says in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, even though a person is forbidden to have any relations with the relatives of the Chalutza herself, but the relatives of the Tzad of the Chalutza, he is permitted. Now, if you're going to say, like the logic that I just explained according to Shmuel, that the tzara is outside of this whole chalitza. The chalitza is done for the one that he did it. Then the tzara has nothing to do with this. So that's why we understand why you mutter with any of the relatives, for example, a sister, from the, the tzara of this chalitza. Because the tzara of the chalitza, it's not like you, do, you were doing chalitza for her. That, that, that tzara has nothing to do with this chalitza. Ele yomre tzarek chalitza dam yebar. If you're going to say that when you do chalitza for one wife, it's as if you did the chalitza for the other wife, because it's like a shlichus. If so, am I mutter? Why are you going to be mutter for the relative of the tzara of the chalitza? The tzara is also like the chalitza was done for her. Okay, so therefore this is a raya to Shmuel's opinion. Now, there was another opinion. We learned all this once in a sugi before. Rabbi Yechenin disagrees with Shmuel. Rabbi Yechenin says that when you do chalitza, the chalitza done for one is like the chalitza was done for the others. It's like a shlichus for the others. And therefore, just like for the one you did chalitza, there's no karas anymore. There's just a lav of lo yibane. The same applies to the tzara. So the tzara is not out of the picture. It's like you did it for her as well. So now, shall we say that this Mishnah here that makes a difference between the relatives of the Chalutza and the relatives of the Tzara of the Chalutza, this refutes what Rabbi Yechenin said. The Amar Rabbi Yechenin said, Both the brother that did the Chalutza or the other brothers that did not do the Chalutza, they are not going to have any Chiv of Kodes, no Kodes for this Chalutza, it's only a Lav now, and also Voloyal Tzarasa Kodes. And there's even for the tzara that you did not do chalitza for, there's no kodesh either. Because it's like the chalitza was done for her as well. It's a shlichus for her as well. So why in our Mishnah does it make a distinction between the chalitza and the tzara of the chalitza? Amalach Rabbi Yechenen. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechenen will answer you. There's no raya from our Mishnah that makes a distinction between the chalitza and the tzara. But is, is this logical that you're bringing a raya from here? Achayis chalitza da'iraisa. Bechlal, this whole halacha that the Mishnah said. That a relative, for example, a sister of the Chalutza, is Asa to you. Is that Isim and Atayra? No, that's only Asim and the Rabbanon, as we see from a statement that Rishlakish said. For Amr Rishlakish, Rishlakish said, and this is a statement we're going to learn soon in the next Amr of the Gemara, Kan Shona Rebbe, here Rebbe teaches us, Achais Grusha Medivre Tayra, a sister of a wife that you divorced, that's Asim and Atayra, Achais Chalutza Medivre Seifrim. The sister of a Chalutza, that's only Asim and the Rabbanon. So over here in our Mishnah, the whole Isra of a relative of a Chalutza is all only Midrabanan. 
So therefore, if the whole Issa is only with the Rabbanon, it's no wonder that Chachamim did not take their Issa so far. And they made a distinction between the Chalutza and the Tzad of the Chalutza. Even if what Rabbi Yechon said is true, that the Chalitza was done, Bishlichas for the Tzad as well, but nevertheless, the Tzad is one step away. It's not the actual woman that he did Chalitza for, so therefore Chachamim did not apply the Gezeire to the Tzad of the Chalutza. So it's no raya to what Rabbi Yechon was speaking about when he was discussing the Halacha Menatayre regarding the Kodesh. Now the Gemara will explain what it said in our Mishnah. What is the difference between the two last cases that it said in the Mishnah? What are the two cases it said in the Mishnah? So it said, a person, a person is allowed with the kreva of the tzara of the chalutza, but a person is aser with the tzara of the kreva of the chalutza. It's, it's, it's sort of a, it's, it sounds very similar, but it's not the same, right? One is, one is the kreva of the tzara, of the chalutza, and one is the tzara of the kreva of the chalutza. You get that? Okay, so the question is, what is the difference between the two? So the Gemara here explains, again, this is based on exedim with the Rabbana. So the Gemara, hach de ozla bahado lebeidina. So the nature of things is, when a woman goes to do chalitza, so who comes to join her? Who comes to give her moral support? A sister of hers, a relative of hers. So because, let's use the example of a sister. A sister, which is a kreva of this chalutza, is coming along to the bezdin with her. So therefore, gazru buhu rabbanon. Therefore, chachamu wagaizer, that the, the, the tzara should be aser. Okay, so what Rashi explains over here is, this is going, again, this is going on the case of when it says the tzara of the kreva of the chalutza. Because, yeah, the tzara of the chalutza is aser. Right, once you do chalitza, so now there's a love of lo yibana, that you're not allowed to have any relations to the tzara of the chalutza. The kreva of that chalutza comes along to the bezdin as well. So when, see, when people see this person walking out of the bezdin, together with the chalutza, and a sister, for example, that came along for moral support, you don't know who did this guy do chalitza for. Did he do chalitza for the one that he actually did it? Or maybe he did it for the sister. So since people don't know, chachamu wagaizid, you should be aser for the tzara of both of the chalutza and the crave of the chalutza. So people shouldn't make a mistake that you're allowed to have relations to the tzara of the chalutza. So that's regarding the crave of the chalutza that comes along. But hi, the but when it comes to the tzara of the chalutza, the tzara of the chalutza, the second wife does not come along for moral support. She's not a relative. She's the second wife. She's the rival wife. She does not come along to the bezdin. So therefore, like So therefore, the relatives of the tzara that doesn't even come along over here for this ceremony of chalitza, chachamim will not gaze and no one will make any confusions over here. So therefore, chachamim said that that's allowed. Okay, so I am going to continue. If you want to, okay, I'm I'm going right there. I'm going to try. It's out of yomtiv today. The, okay, thank you very much. Okay, zoktayelige mishneh hachaylitz liyevimtay. A person does chalitze for his yivame. And now it happened. Vinasa achiv es achaisai. Now, the, one of the brothers went ahead and got married to a sister. A sister of this, uh, the woman that he did chalitze for. Umeis, and now this brother passes away. Okay. So, so now, the, the brother that's alive could only do chalitze, not yibam. Why? Because this woman is the sister of his chalitze. He did chalitza first for the sister. This is the halacha that we learned in the previous Mishnah. The pain, a similar halacha, the Mishnah says, I'm a Gaddish sister, a person divorced his wife. And now, his brother went along and married a sister of his grusha. 
Omeis, and that brother died. So Harezu Petura, over here, is going to be totally potter of doing both Chalitza or Yibum. Because this is actually something which is Asatim and Atayre. In the previous case, we were talking about a Chalutza. A Chalutza is only Asim and Rabbanon. So therefore, you still have to do Chalitza. But over here, since this is the, the sister of your Grusha, that's an Ervim and Atayre. So therefore, there's no Chalitza or Yibum. The next case, Dr. Mishnah, Shemeres Yavam, a person that is a Shemeres Yavam. There's, there's a, a woman that's anticipating, waiting for the mitzvah of Yibum. So there's, let's say, a few brothers here, and there's this woman that's waiting to do Yibum. So one of the brothers went along and was Makadish, the, the, uh, the sister of this uh, Shemeres Yavam. So now once he's Makadish, the sister, so what's the story? He, he, this is a sister of this Yavam that's waiting over here. So what does he do? So we say to him, Wait, don't get fully married to her. You only did Kiddushin. We don't have relations with her. Until your brother, one of the other brothers, is going to go ahead and do Yibu. In other words, what's the problem over here? The issue is that this is a chais zikukase, something we learned about many times before. That uh, this, this woman that's here, Zika, waiting for you to do Yibum for her, if none of the other brothers are going to do Yibum yet, she's still a chais zikukase. So how could you have relations with this wife that's a sister? So you have to wait. If one of the brothers went and did chalitza to the sister, or went and did yibum for her, so now so now the sister that you did kedushin for, you can go ahead and marry her. Or meisa yivama, if that yivama that was anticipating for you to do yibum passed away, so also you can go ahead and marry this wife. Meis yavam. Now what happens if there, let's say there were two brothers here that were available to do yibum? And again, like we said, one of the brothers went and was Mekadish a sister. So that Lechayda locks him out from the option of doing Yibum because it's his, it's his wife's uh, sister. But now the other brother that was alive, that was able to do Yibum, died. So now you're the only one that's ha- that, ha- that can do this mitzvah of Yibum. So what do you do? beget. You have to divorce your wife with a get. Why? Because she is a chayse kukasa. And, and there's no Eitzah that the other brother should go and, and do Yibum for the other brother died. So you're going to have to divorce your wife with a get. And the Eishis Achiv Bechalitza. And then you can also, this, the, the, the Eishis Achiv, your brother's wife, which is the Yivame, you're going to have to give her Chalitza because she is now a sister of, of your wife that you gave a get for. That's also also to you. So you're going to lose both. You're not going to be able to be married to, her, to your wife that you did Kedushan for and also not to this Yivame. Okay, so the Gemara starts with the first thing in the Mishnah. What did it say in the first case of the Mishnah? That you had a case of a chais chalutzasai, which you have to do chalitza for and not yibum. And then the Mishnah said, v'chein, when it comes to a chais grusha, you don't do not chalitza and not yibum. Frek the Gemara, my v'chein. Why does he use the term v'chein? It's not the same Allah. By a chais chalitzasai, that is, you only do chalitza and not yibum. By a chais grushasai, you have to do anything. Says the Gemara, Eimer, rather you have to read in the Mishnah, Aval Amagadish. Not Vechem, but you read it Aval. But when you divorced your wife, then a sister, you don't have to do Yibum or Chalitza. So now here's the statement the Gemara quoted before, Amir Ishlakish. Ishlakish said, Kan, Shona Rebbe, it's in this Mishnah that Rebbe taught us, Chais Grusha, the sister of a Grusha, Medivir That's awesome in Atayra. So there's no Yibum or Chalitza. Chais Chalutza, the sister of a Chalutza, Medivir Seifrem. That's also only Medirabanan, therefore there's a Chalitza, but no Yibum. Said in the Mishnah, Shemeres Yavam Shekidish, that a Shemeres Yavam did the, the uh, Kiddushin, 
So now, what, what does Rabbi Yudu Ben Besay to say? You can't go and have any relations with her. Why? Because she is a sister. This wife, Yom Makadish, now is a sister to a Zakuka, to this other Yavama that's there waiting to do Chalitza for you, or Yibum. So that's a Chayziku Kasai. So you have to wait until any of the other brothers will do the Yibum. We pass him like Rabbi Yudu Ben which basically his opinion is based on the Halacha of Yesh Zika. That that wife that's waiting is as if as already she's your wife to some extent, and therefore you can't marry now this wife that you did kedushin for because it's like it's your wife's sister. But now the question was asked: Mesa Ishtay. What happens if this wife that you gave kedushin for, which created the problem that you can't do the yibum for this for this other one, which is a chayzikukasa, you can't do yibum for her? Mahu So now that your wife passed away. So now she's not anymore your wife's sister because the Isra of a wife's sister is only while your wife is alive. But now your wife passed away, will you be allowed to do Yibom for your Yivame? So this goes into a sugya which we had before in the Gemara here. And if you chest, the Gemara before discussed the situation where you have a woman that fell for Yibom and when she fell, fell, fell for Yibom there was an Isra involved. And then later, the Isser was removed. Like over here. There was an Isser because she was your wife's sister. But now your wife passed away. So that Isser is removed. What happens now? Could you do Yibam or not? So there's a Machlaikas about this. And we had this in the Gemara before. Rav and Rabchanine Domri Tarvayu. Rav and Rabchanine both say, Mesa Ishtoy. If your wife, which is a sister to the Yivama, passes away, so now Mutabi Yivimtoy. So now there's no Arab anymore, so you can go ahead and do Yibam. Both say, your wife passes away. That original Isser still remains in place. Why does the original Isser still stay in place? Because once the Yivama was, was not able to do the mitzvah of Yibum, so the Isser of Eshes Achiv applies. Eshes Achiv is a goddess. Once that Isser of Eshes Achiv applies, it remains forever, even if the Erev is removed. Now the Gemara will explain what's the reason for the opinion that says that it does become mutter. Why does Rav say that if your wife dies and the Erev is removed, that that Isra of Eshes Achiv also gets removed? Because in this case, this is actually a case of a Yevama that originally when she fell for Yibum, she was mutter. Why? Because over here, when she fell for Yibum, you did not yet marry her sister. So in the original issue, was mutter. There was no Arab Bechlal. And then the Nesra. Then you married her sister. So she became also She became an Arab for you. And now, when your wife died, she becomes mutter again. So therefore, because originally, when she fell for Yibum, she was mutter. She goes back to the original Heter. If from the first moment when she fell for Yibum, she was Aser, that Isra remains forever. Here, since the moment she fell for Yibam, she was mutter. She became Asa afterwards and you married the wife's sister. So therefore, or, or the, 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 again, you married the sister of this Yivama. So therefore, over here, once that wife died, you go back to the original Heter. So the Gemara asks on this, and this is also something we learned before. Masiv Rav Amnuna asks, it says, a case as follows. Gimalachin, you have three brothers, Beis Nesu and Beis Achayis. Two of these brothers are married as two sisters. Vechad Mufna. And one brother is single. One of the brothers married to one of these sisters passes away. So now obviously the brother that's married to a sister can't do any yibum. So that brother that was single went ahead and did maim. He did not yet do yibum or chalitza, but he made this kedushim with the Rabbana for her. Now what happens? The second brother passes away. And not only he passes away, and also his wife passes away. 
So now what happens? So over here, so you have a case. First, let's see the halacha that it says. So now this Yivama from the first brother that passed away. So let's, let's name these two people already, these two brothers. You have Reuven and Shimon. So first Reuven passed away. And the single brother did just maima for her. And now afterwards, the second brother, Shimon, passes away. And his wife passes away as well. So now this Yivama over here that's still alive from the, from the Reuven. So you could do chalitza for her and only Yivam. Why can't you do chalitza or yibum as well? To heavy, why isn't this considered to be a case? This is a yivame that originally was mutter. What happened originally? Originally, when Reuven was the only one that passed away, his wife was totally mutter for yibum for the single brother. There's no problem. But now what happened? Venesra. Now when Shimon passes away, so now there's another sister that's here to do Yibum, so now it's a Chayseku Kasei. Now there's an Issa that came into play only afterwards. And now that second wife, or it's not a second wife, it's the wife of the second brother, it's the wife of Shimon that passed away, V'chazra V'chutra, so now the Heter for the first Yivame from Reuven becomes Mutter again, because the sister passed away, so Arisha. why don't we go back to the original Heter? So over here we clearly have a, an example of a case of Hutra, Venesra, Vachazra, Vachutra. And it says over here that the original Isra remains in place. So this is a question on the opinion that said before that it doesn't. That, that, uh, that the Isra does not remain in place. Yeah. So the Gemara, Labasa de Nofik. So Ishtik, sorry, missed one word there. Ishtik, he was quiet, he did not answer this question. Labasa de Nofik, after he left, Omar... So he asked him, Am I, who's, uh, who's uh, having the discussion over here? Rav Amnuna. Rav Amnuna, I think it says in Mepharshim, he was having this discussion with Rav. So he asked Rav the question, Am I loy omrit? Why did you, did you not give lay? Why didn't you say the following answer? Rabbalazihi, that is. That Mishnah there that says that even in a case where it was mutter in the beginning, and it became asr afterwards, and it became mutter again, that it's still asr forever, that's only the opinion of Rabbalazah. <coughs> the Amma, because Rabbalazah's opinion is, Kivin Sha'amda Allah Shah Achaz Be'isr, once this woman was asr for just one moment to this brother, Nasra Allah Ailamis, he remains asr forever. That's Rabbalah. So only, maybe this is only Rabbalazah's opinion. So why didn't you give that answer? Okay, we'll see soon more details about Rabbi Loza's opinion. But the point that Gemara is trying to say is that we, maybe we can't bring a Raya from here or maybe it's only Rabbi Loza. But then he said, no, we can't say that this would be Rabbi Loza. Why? When did Rabbi Loza say what he said? That's if from the first moment of Yibum or from before the, the moment that she falls for Yibum, then she was not Roy for this brother. There was a moment that she was not Roy for this brother, then it remains a Isser forever. But we don't find that Rabbi Laza said in a case where this Yivama was Roy for Yibum at the time of she fell for Yibum, and an Isser came up only later, like it happened over here in this case, when the other brother that was married to the second to the other sister died, and therefore the, the Issa only came up later, Miyama, in such a case does he say that the Issa remains forever? But the Gemara retracts this and says, No, Hodoramar. But then Rava said that in, yes, we do find that even in such a case, Rabalaza says that the Issa will remain forever. And basically we have a clear Braise where Rabalaza speaks about the case that we mentioned before. Because Vatani, we learned in Abraise, Rabbi says, In the same case we were speaking about before, when you have a Yavame and you have uh, the wife, 
and you're talking about sisters. So if the Yuvama passes away, so you can remain married to your wife. There's no problem at all. Mesa Ishtoi, but if your wife passed away, then for this Yuvama, because she was once the sister of your wife and there was an Iser, that is remains forever, and you can only do you, you, you cannot do not Yibum and not Chalitza. Uh, actually, again, uh, you do Chalitza, but not Yibum. Okay, so what do you see over here? You see over here, basically, this is the exact same case that we were speaking about in the beginning, this holy boya. The argument between Shmuel and who was it before? The argument between Shmuel and Avasi and Rav and, and Rabchanine. So right over here, we see it says clearly, like, like Shmuel and Avasi, that the Isra remains forever. This is the exact case of Shmuel and Avasi. So if so, it seems like that their opinion follows only like Rabbi which was very stringent about this. That even if the Isser came up later, not at the time when they fell for Yibum, nevertheless, the Isser remains forever. Says the Gemara, no. Shmuel and Avasi will tell you, our opinion follows even according to the Rabbanon. Even Rabbanon will agree that in such a case, when the Isser came up later, the Isser still remains forever. Why? At Kalim Mifrigil Rabbanon Alei the Rabbi Lazar. When did Rabbanon argue on Rabbi Lazar? Ela only Mishum Deminefila VeEleich LeMitzar Alayu. That's if after, from the moment when she fell for Yibum, from that moment forward, there was no Isser at all on any of the brothers. Avul Hachad Itzer over here. When there was an Isser that came up later, Avul Rabbanon Maidu. Over here in this case, even the Rabbanon would be Maidu. So Rashi over here brings from the Mishnah later, from the Gemara later, which discusses what case we're talking about over here. The Gemara says we're talking about a case where you had the brother that was married to this woman, he divorced her. When he was alive, he divorced her, and then he got remarried to her. Now when he divorces her, this woman becomes usher to the brother, because it's, it's, your, it's a wife of your brother that he divorced, which is usher for you. But then he remarried her. Right, so therefore, according to Rabbi Lazar, even though when he remarries her and then he passes away, now there's a mitzvah of Yibum, but because once before he divorced her, that's even before she fell for Yibum, even before she fell for Yibum, then he divorced and he was now also to the brother, so therefore that Issa remains forever. So that's an Issa that even began before she fell for Yibum, still that Issa remains forever. It's that case that the Rabbana disagree and say that because the Issa was only before she fell for Yibum when he divorced her while he was alive, that Issa does not remain forever. But over here, Shmuel and Ravasi hold that if the Issa comes up even after she falls for Yibum, but so she was mutter originally, but since the Issa came up now after she fell for Yibum, that Issa remains forever. Can we go on a little bit for, to, to the... Try, try to finish over here the next Gemara. So we have, uh, we'll be on schedule in Mitzvah Shem with the continuation. Okay. Zoktele Gemishne, Hayyuvame loitachloitz veloitis yabim. Hayyuvame should not do not chalitze and not yibum. Until you wait three months after the brother passed away. We had also this other sugi also in the Gemara before. You have to wait in order to know regarding the birth of a child, to know who the child is. Okay, but here it adds that not only you don't do Yibum, but you don't do Chalitza either. Okay, we'll see, the Gemara will explain. The Chayin, Kol Shara Noshim, the same is true with other women, Bechlau. Lo Yisarsu, Vlo Yinasu, they should not do the Edison, the first stage of marriage, and not Nisu in full marriage, Atshil and Shloisha Chadoshim, until there's three months that pass after the previous marriage. And this refers to Echad Psulois, whether it's still a Psula, Echad Buulois, or she's already a Buula. 
Echad Gerushais, Echad Almanais, whether the previous marriage she was divorced or she became an Almana, Echad Nesuis, she was fully married, Echad Arusais, or she was only an Arusa. Some of these cases over here seem to be redundant. The Gemara will explain it. In all these cases, there's a Xayra that you have to wait three months for ne- next marriage. Rabbi Yudah says, no, not always do you have to wait. If for the first marriage you were full, she was fully married, so yes, she wants to get remarried, she could do the first stage of marriage before she has any relations, she'll wait three months for the second Nisuin. But for, to do Edison again, she doesn't have to wait because there's no relations here with the second marriage. So there's no problem that there'll be a child that you have to determine who it's born from. And the same thing in the reverse. If she only had an Edison with the first marriage, so there's no child that would be born there. So you're not, so she can get immediately married to the second marriage. Well, there's one exception. The Arusais of the area of Yehuda and Eretz Yisrael, because over there the minig was that even before the, there was a full marriage, they would be together, they would seclude them together in order for her to get familiarized with her husband. So over there, we are concerned, we have to find out to know for sure who this child that's born is, who's the father. So therefore, over here, you should wait three months. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says a similar thing to Rabbi Yehuda. All women that were previously married, could get remarried the first stage of marriage, Edison, even within three months. Chutzman Almana. Only one that is an exception is an Almana, and that's for a different reason. Because of Avelos, that because she's still mourning for the first husband that passed away, it's not appropriate for her to get remarried so quickly with the second marriage, second husband. Okay, so the Gemara goes back to the first case of the Mishnah. So what did it say? When you're doing Yidbum, you have to wait three months till when, the, when the brother passed away. Why are you waiting three months over here for the Chalitza? We understand why you can't do Yibom, because the reason over here is actually, oh, this goes back to what we learned before, it's not only an issue that you have to determine who the child is, like the second, like the safe of the Mishnah, but over here the issue is much more, because you don't know if this woman is pregnant or not, and maybe the child will be a Ben Kayama. Maybe she will have a child which is a viable child. So it turns out that this woman you married is your brother's wife, which is Islam and Atayda, because there's no mitzvah of Yibim here at all. So now we understand why you have to wait three months. But when it says in the Mishnah, don't do chalitza either, am I? Why don't do chalitza? Do chalitza. If the chalitza is good, it's good. If not, the chalitza is just nothing. There's no Islam doing the chalitza. So the Gemara says, Shall this be a refutation for Rabbi Yechanan's opinion that we once had before? The Omar was a machlekes between Rabbi Yechanan and Rish Lakish, and Rabbi Yechanan said, That when you do chalitza for a muberes, she's pregnant, and Rabbi Yechanan said, If then she missed the, the child that's born, she miscarries, even though the chalitza was done while she's pregnant, the chalitza is a good chalitza. So over here, in our Mishnah, where it says, wait with the Chalitza, it seems to indicate, why are you waiting? Because even if the child that's born is, is not a Ben Kayama, and you require Chalitza, but since the Chalitza was done during the pregnancy, it's not a good Chalitza. That was Ishlakish's opinion. So this refutes what Rabbi Yechanan said. Didn't we already once before refute Rabbi Yechanan's opinion? We brought before Abraisa that refuted his opinion. So the Gemara says, you're right, but shall we say that we could refute Rabbi Yechanan's opinion from this Mishnah here as well? If you'll somehow find an answer to that Braise, you have another Raya against Rabbi Yechanan from this Mishnah here. 
Says the Gemara, from here, from this Mishnah, there's no question of Yechenon. Why? The reason why if you're in the Mishnah, you don't do Chalitza either. It's because Shema Yehei Vlad Ben Kayama. Because over here, if you're going to do Chalitza, but it could be that the child born will be a viable child. And then the Chalitza is not a Chalitza at all. Now, what happens? People are going to think that she's a chalutza and she's puzzled to kainim, and you're going to require us to announce for her that she's muttered to kainim. Says the Gemara, okay, so what's a terrible venitzracha? So let's make that announcement. Says the Gemara, we can't rely on that. Maybe people that were there by the chalitza know that she's a chalutza and they'll say she's puzzled to kain and they weren't there when they announced that she's muttered to kain. So we can't rely on that. So now she's going to become Pasot HaKainim. So therefore they said, delay the Chalitza for three months so you'll know if she needs this Chalitza or not. Not to make her Pasot HaKainim for no reason. Okay, so but now the Gemara says, This is a good answer in a case of a woman that's only, only an Almana. She, she was married to the brother and her brother passed away. So she's only an Almana. So now you don't want her to become Pasot HaKainim. Grusha But what are you going to say if in addition to the fact that she's an Almana, she also was previously already a Grusha, she got married to the brother after a divorce. She was already a Grusha from before. So if she's a Grusha, there's no issue of Asring or Takayin. She's already also Takayin. Says the Gemara, but there's another issue. And that is, Mishum, the Mafsid law, Mizainis. We don't want the Chalitza to be done because she's going to be losing out from the Mizainis, that she has to be fed Mizainis. What's the Allah of Mizainis? The Allah is when, when a husband passes away, the first three months after he passes away, she gets fed from the properties, from the possessions, from the money of that husband that passed away. But that's only until Chalitza is done. Once Chalitza is done, she does not get any Mizainis. So if you're going to do Chalitza within the three months, she's going to be stuck without getting fed. So therefore we say, leave the chalitza until after the three months, so she shouldn't lose out from the mezayinus that she gets in that time. Says the Gemara, this halacha of her being fed is also not in every situation. That's true regarding a woman that's, that now her husband passed away and she was fully married to him. But Arusa, Gerusha, Ma'ikla But if she's only an Arusa, by an Arusa there's no mezayinus. So that's not a concern that she's losing out of the Mizainis within three months. And if it's a Grusha, so there's no concern that she would become Asatar Kayin, because she's already Asatar Kayin. Why can't you do Chalitza within three months? Elos, the Gemara says, there's a different reason here. Yishom, the Rabbi Yaisi, the reason why there's no Chalitza here is because of a rule that Rabbi Yaisi said. Tanya, we learned Nabraisa, Maisiba, the Mechach, Shabalafne, Rabbi Yaisi. There's a person that came to Rabbi Yaisi, Amalei, and he said to him, Ma'ol, could you do Chalitza within three months? You can't do chalitza. In fact, the Gemara, but v'tachloitz, why can't you do chalitza? What's the problem? So he was arguing, he was saying, why can't I do chalitza? If the chalitza turns out to be good, it's good, because he was, she was not pregnant. If she was pregnant, so it's not a chalitza. What's the problem to do chalitza? Karol of Mikrezeh. So he read and said the following posik. In lo if he does not want to do yibom, then you do chalitza. So what does this mean? Ha'am chafetz yibom. That you only do chalitza in a case where if he wanted, he could have done yibum. And this brings us the rule that we had a few times before. That if you have the mitzvah of yibum, so then you do chalitza. But if you don't have the mitzvah of yibum, so then you don't do the mitzvah of chalitza. So therefore over here, because there is no mitzvah of yibum within these three months, so therefore there's no mitzvah of chalitza either. So therefore there's no question over here according to Rabbi Yechenen. 
Right? According to Rabbi Yechonah, that said that, uh, you, that if you do chalitza for a woman that was pregnant, that that chalitza takes effect. So over there, Taka, you can do the chalitza and it will, it will take effect. But over here, in this case, because you can't do yibum within the three months, so you don't do chalitza either. Okay. So that's, uh, that's the final answer of the Gemara. But the Gemara now asks on this, most of Rav Chinnina asks, Has misyabmais. What's the halacha of sveikas? Women, that, that it's a suffix regarding their status. It's a suffix. And for them, what Gemara will explain in a moment, what the suffix is. So it says, regarding these women that are sveikas, you do chalitza and you do not do yibum. My sveikai, so what does sveikis mean? Ileme suffik kiddushin. The sveikis mean that it's a suffik if she was married to the brother that passed away. A case that we once had before. When you throw a kiddushin, it's suffik kod of law, suffik kod of law. So in such a case, so you do chalitza and not yibum. So the question is, am I loymis yabmais? Why would you not be able to do yibum? You should be allowed to do yibum and there's no issue at all. Why not? Because if she was married to the brother, so now you have a mitzvah of yibum. If she was not married to the brother, so then, so then you're doing a kedushin now. There's no issue at all. So why can't you do yibum? So don't you think, what does this mean? Also a case we once had before. A person was in a Kaddish, a woman, one of two sisters, but we're not sure which one of these sisters he was in a Kaddish. And therefore, what's the issue? Why can't you do Yibum? Because this woman might be the sister, not the one that he was Makadish, and that would be a Chais Zikukasai. So therefore, you can't do Yibum. Ve'er Katani, what does it say? Ve'er Chaletzas, that even though you can't do Yibum, you still do Chalitza. So what do you see? That even in a case where you, da- you can't do Yibum, you still do Chalitza. And you're saying that there's a rule that over here, within the three months, when you can't do the Yibum, you also don't do the Chalitza. Says the Gemara, there's no comparison. Hachi hashta. How could you compare these two cases? Hasam over there in the case when you have a suffix, which one of these sisters he married? If someone will come and if Yahweh will come and tell you the truth, the ha kiddush. This is the one that this person married. So bas Really, she is a wife that there's no reason that she shouldn't be allowed to do chalitza and yibum. The only problem over here is that we don't know. It's a lack of knowledge. We don't know which one he married. But if somebody would, would be able to tell us who it is, so really the mitzvah of Chalitza and Yivim does apply. See, even though you can't do the Yivim because of a lack of our knowledge, it's not a case which is intrinsically locked out of Yivim. It's just that we don't know who the one is to do the Yibum for. So in such a case, the mitzvah of Chalitza still applies. You can't say that there's no Yibum here. It's just that we don't know. So practically we can't do the Yibum. Hacha over here, when it comes to the case that we're speaking about, which is within three months that we don't do Yibum, Im if Eliyahu Navi would come along and tell us that, we, that we, he knows that this woman is not pregnant, would that be enough for us to say that you could now go ahead and do Yibum? No, that wouldn't be. Even though that's the whole reason. The whole reason is because we're concerned that she might be pregnant and therefore you don't do Yibum because he's going to be marrying a wife, Eishas Achiv, which is Asa. But that's not the reason why, because Haketana, the Lav Basi Burihi, even when it comes to Haketana, where it's impossible for her to be pregnant, and you still have to wait three months until she gets remarried and does Yibum. So what does that show you? Even if you know that she's 100% not pregnant, still the Gzeda applies that you don't do Yibum. So in such a case, where either way, it's not just a matter that we don't know but either way and within the three months there is no mitzvah of yibum at all so therefore in such a case the mitzvah of chalitza does not apply
So therefore, this is a different story. And Rashi here points out that we do, we do have many different cases where you don't do Yibum and you still do Chalitza because there are many different cases where there's no choice. You can't do Yibum. And I tell you, it's not an option to do Yibam because of an erva or whatever problem there is. And the only option you could is do Chalitza. So in such cases, you obviously have to do Chalitza and not Yibam. But that, that's an exception. That's not the cases that we're speaking about over here in the Gemara.